Did you know that it's possible to raise your littles to want to listen to you without the use of consequences, rewards, and bribes? Hi, I'm Kaylee Zeyer, and this is the Chaos to Connected podcast, where we discuss simple yet effective parenting strategies to manage those pesky behaviors we go to bed at night hoping will be gone tomorrow. We're going to stand up to societal norms of disconnection, shaming, and punishments so we can take a deeper look into our child's heart. It's there you'll find connection, and there where you'll find more peace, obedience, respect, and joy. So what are you waiting for? We know those behaviors aren't going to go away on their own. Let's dive in. Hey there, and welcome to the Chaos to Connected podcast. I am so thankful to have you here today. I wanted to talk about reward charts because this is what y'all voted on in my Instagram stories this week. And if you don't follow me over there, I'd encourage you to. I love to share tips over there as well. But I also like to get feedback from you as to what you want to hear in the podcast. So definitely go check that out and vote on the poll so that I can bring to you what you are looking for. So today we're going to talk about, like I said, reward charts, sticker charts, and kind of my thoughts on it. We're going to dive into it, but I'm just going to say up front, I do not prefer them for several reasons that we'll talk about. But I want to say that if you are currently using them and you feel like it's working great for you, you don't have to stop if it feels like it's the right fit for you. I am just coming at these from my OT lens in combination with my connection-focused parenting lens. And then, you know, obviously my own parenting sprinkled in. But with everything, you're the parent. So you get to decide. I just want to bring you another perspective, um, something to think about. And maybe, maybe you don't get rid of them altogether, but maybe you adjust some things. So when I am talking about reward charts or sticker charts, I don't mean like the impromptu rewards, like you were working outside all day and you're like, oh, you guys work so hard. Let's go get some ice cream. I mean, reward charts where you put up like a behavior you want your child to work on. For example, no hitting your sibling all day and you get a sticker or no talking back or being being obedient on the first try all day or something like that. Like a specific behavior that you are wanting your child to change, that you are creating a chart for and if they can succeed that day, they get a sticker. And when they get to the end of that week, if they have all the stickers, they get a designated prize. That's what I'm talking about specifically today. So I'm going to go through four different reasons why I don't prefer this method. And so the first one being it decreases your child's intrinsic motivation to do things. So this is similar to, I don't know if you've ever heard anyone talk about like not offering so much praise or like vague praise, like good job, because what happens then is we're taking kind of the art of our kids intensity and attention on the actual act of doing the task versus the outcome and putting it on the outcome and looking to us for the praise to see like, did we do a good job or not versus the process of doing it. And I think this can be especially difficult for kids that have a highly sensitive personality because if you don't say it every time, your child might begin to wonder like, why didn't you say it this time? Or didn't I do a good enough job this time? 
And that might seem extreme to us, but that is actually what happens. And then the other part of that is that the motivation will decrease over time. So you will likely see a need to increase the reward, which in my opinion just isn't sustainable, you know, to continue to increase the size or the amount of the reward. And in life, kids aren't going to be rewarded for everything. So we're kind of building in this system that doesn't always transition outside of the home or can make kids believe this is how things work. And then when they don't, it's, you know, an extra hard time. The second reason is we often overestimate a child's ability and like capability of impulse control or, or how much they actually have, I should say. So oftentimes the sticker charts that I see or hear parents talking about are actually too difficult for a child to complete. And the size of the prize doesn't match that extreme effort that it's going to take the child to actually be successful. And the thing is, even if it did, it's not going to be something that can sustain because if your child doesn't have the impulse control or the regulation, it doesn't matter if there's a sticker or a prize at the end because that's exactly why they're not doing it now, because they can't. So suddenly giving them a prize isn't actually going to get to the root cause, the reasoning behind the behavior in order to actually change it. And when the reward or the prize doesn't seem to match the child's effort in their eyes, there's going to be a low success rate, which is going to equal poor follow-through. So if it isn't a just right challenge, your child's going to recognize it and just simply not want to use it. And then if your child is disconnected, the impulse control actually gets worse. So this is, like I was mentioning in a previous episode, why kids can know all the answers as to how their regulation is, but they can't follow through with the strategies when they're upset. Number three, A lot of times people utilize these charts to threaten to not give a sticker or remove a sticker. So now this positive rewards-based system has become more of a punishment. And so if you have a highly sensitive child, especially, they're going to feel defeated pretty quickly. They're not going to be getting quick wins, which is going to result in lack of motivation, maybe even poor impulse control because once you start to punish, that creates more disconnection. And when our kids are disconnected, that prefrontal cortex becomes inaccessible. It's offline, which makes it difficult for them to have some of those higher level executive functioning skills like problem solving and reasoning and judgment and impulse control. So the goal of the sticker chart, if you're going to continue to implement it, I think you really need to focus on how do I keep this a positive thing and not use that as a consequence. Like throughout the day, I think so many people will be like, oh, don't do that or you're not going to get your sticker. You know, and that's just going to create some of this animosity towards you, but also towards this new behavioral system. And then number four, the biggest reason is because it's using manipulation to change behavior. So what happens when the manipulation is removed? How long are you going to need to do the sticker chart? Are you going to need to do it forever? Like what is going to change in order for the need for that behavior manipulation strategy to be able to be removed? And I think if we just realize that 
Behavior is communication, and it most often stems from lack of communication, or sorry, could be, but also lack of connection with us, their safe person. And so when we focus on connection, we're actually getting to the deep root of our child's feelings and emotions and supporting them through it and creating more of that safety and trust and connection with us. And when they're connected, their brains can think. That prefrontal cortex stays online so they can have more impulse control. They can have better judgment and reasoning and problem solving and all these things that are lacking and continue to decrease as we use some of these more manipulative strategies. And that might sound kind of harsh calling it a manipulative strategy, but it is. You know, if you really think about it, you're utilizing this tool to, with the goal of changing their outward behavior versus getting to why the behavior is actually occurring. And a lot of the time I've seen um, parents will say to me, oh, my child is manipulative. And I just want to kindly say, our kids aren't born that way. (laughs) They don't come out of the womb manipulative, right? It's a learned behavior. And remember in a podcast not too long ago, I was talking about how kids learn mostly through modeling. So if you don't believe you're doing it, like they're still picking this up somewhere, likely at home because... That's where kids, you know, tend to be more connected, tend to learn, you know, are there more in the early years where habits are developing and that sort of thing. It can be possible that they're learning these from daycares or schools or whatever other outside sources, but if you're reinforcing it in the home, it's going to continue to make that stronger. And the thing that I've really seen is when you start to use things like sticker charts or you say, you know, if you don't do this, you can't have this. Or if you do this, I'm going to give you this. Like if you don't hit, you're going to get a sticker or something. That's then as your child gets older, they're going to learn to use that system. So you might ask them to do the dishes. And instead of being like, okay, I'll help you do the dishes or like, no, I don't really want to do the dishes sort of a thing. You know, you never know what you're going to get. Your child is going to say, I'll do the dishes if you give me this. And that can be really frustrating. But I think we have to remember what behavior are we modeling for them? Because it doesn't matter what we say. I mean, it does, okay? It does matter what we say. But it really matters what we are doing. And so often there's this like huge disconnect, I think, between what we say and do versus what our kids say and do. And we can see what they're saying and doing as like, oh my goodness, no, that's not how this works. And yet they learned it from us because if you stop and reflect, you'll see and notice that same behavior pattern or those same phrases that you tend to say. It's just not something that we usually recognize. And so I just want to encourage you today to like take a look. If you feel like reward charts or sticker charts are something that you're really all in about, great. If it seems like it's working, great. But I'd also like you to reflect on like, is it really improving your child's behavior? Because if not, then maybe it's time to take a step back and think about this isn't actually getting to the root of the behavior. 
And that's what I need to do. Because when you can get to the root of the behavior, that's where you can create lasting change, not just change when a sticker chart's involved, you know? And the thing that I love particularly about connection strategies, there are so many things, but they transition to every single environment. You are likely not going to bring a sticker chart along on vacation. You're probably not going to bring it along to your child's school or daycare or out running errands. Yeah, you could still threaten it, I suppose, but connection strategies go with you everywhere. You don't need anything for them except for the knowledge of how to implement them, and it helps your child function in a variety of environments, work through behaviors or whatever is going on in a variety of environments with just these same four strategies. You don't need to purchase things for them. You don't have to keep track. Like, I just think, why add something onto your plate if you don't need to? Right? So, again, just something for you to think about. And if you if you love your reward charts and you're like, I don't care, this is working for me, all the power to you. You are the parent and um, whatever you think is best for you and your family is great. I just wanted to give you a little bit of a shift in perspective because I think more and more sticker charts are becoming a thing or rewards are becoming a thing. And I really just like to stick to natural rewards and consequences that happen in life, you know? So with that, I will leave you to go and ponder this week. Real quick before you go, if you felt encouraged and inspired by listening to this show, I'd love for you to leave a rating or review over at Apple Podcasts so we can spread the word to help other mamas feel less alone and find beauty in the behaviors. You can also take a screenshot of this episode, share it over on your Instagram stories, and take me, at Kaylee Josiah, and we'll all do a little happy dance together. I'd love nothing more than to cheer you on along this journey. This work is so hard, but don't forget, God has not only called you to it, but he has equipped you for it. Now go get connected. I'll see you next week.